This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday, May 17th. This is episode 292. I'm Dan Ellis, joined on the phone by... Well, Ryan is here. Yeah, Ryan's there. (laughs) Yay! And I'm Matt. Super, super yeah. good. Good to, good to hear Are from you Are we going to be able to meet in person for 300? <laughs> Maybe. I hope so. That's a couple yeah. months out, right? It's well, in the middle of July. We're at, what, 293 right now? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's coming pretty quick. Middle of july Middle Toward the middle end-ish of July, around in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, fuck it's everything is up in the air. I lately have been feeling like I'm losing my mind because (laughs) I, I see what other people are talking about and doing and saying. And it's like, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Like I'm, I'm either being gaslit by a ton of people or I'm losing my mind. No, no, they're, they're pretending like everything's good now. Yeah. It's uh, nuts. Well, what have you guys been doing over the last week? Building stuff. Building stuff. Just uh, we're working on my garage, making my workshop better, and uh, uh, made some more shot glasses with some names engraved on them. I'm going to finish those up after the podcast and send the guy a photo of them. Hopefully, he likes them. And uh, yeah, <laughs> doing my normal lockdown stuff. Mm-hmm. How's work going? Oh, it's going good. We actually got yelled at the other day. Uh, <laughs> For what? Well, that sounds good. Because we weren't social distancing. We were, they're like, you guys are getting too lax. Like, stop hanging out in the kitchen. Stop hanging out around each other. But it's like, like fuck. This, like, like, I understand it's hard. Like, it sucks having to go to work and get paid for three days to sit in a room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to do anything besides go on calls. But at the same time, it's like... I'm stuck here sitting in a room where we're not supposed to go out and interact with other people at work. Yeah, it sucks. And we started getting a little lax, hanging out, having coffee at the coffee table or at the dinner table and having dinner with each other again a little bit. And they're like, no, the guys can't do that. <laughs> we're, we're not following state protocols, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the states do, we don't follow. Uh, the army is basically saying, no, uh, we are taking this extremely seriously and you stay locked the fuck down. Well, I mean, if it starts spreading through rank and file within our service branches, that would be really, that'd be really terrible. Yeah. Like that Navy ship. Mm -hmm. That that wasn't good. Yeah. Everybody living Uh, in close quarters, spreading it around everybody. Not, yeah. not very bueno. So you got yelled at and now you're all doing better. Yeah. We're all staying back in our rooms now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like daddy came out and grounded us. So was this like you, you were all congregating out in the main area and boss yeah, walked in and said, like, what in like, the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, pretty much. Like, pretty much came down and said, yeah, you guys like, I, we understand like want to, be normal but we gotta stop we can't be lax in this like make sure you're wearing your mask when you're in the truck and outside this area make sure that you know if you go on a detail you're wearing your mask if you need to go get people some training that they need for their upgrades so that they don't lose their job like we can do that but only in groups of two to keep the distancing yeah so mm. it's fun <laughs> It's going to be interesting when Wildland season kicks off because I got a feeling it's going to be a good one this year since we've already had three 
small wildland fires already mm-hmm. that were started by lightning, mm-hmm. mm, which is three more than we had all last year on base. Oh, wow. Have you had to go out so, on any calls recently? Yeah, or? yeah. We, well, I've been on I've been on two of the wildland calls already. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, we're relatively social distance when we're on those calls because we're doing individual tasks and besides riding in the vehicles, which we don't always wear a mask when we're on a call riding in a vehicle because it gets a little more difficult, especially when you're wearing a wildland mask. That's basically an N95 mask that whenever you get a truck, kind of like, I'm taking this off for a little bit because it, it sucks. It's a giant <laughs> head covering. Yeah. So imagine wearing a big, heavy shirt around your face with a filtered mask underneath it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But, you know, it's there so we don't inhale too much of the smoke. Yeah, that sounds great, yeah. especially during the summer months. Oh, yeah. You get, it's, you're hot and sweaty and, covered in soot it's a fun time yeah Jeez. and how about you matt i have been working and working on my boat and my garden and stuff that i can do away from other humans <laughs> uh yeah nothing too crazy yeah and and the tattoo stuff is still going all right nobody nobody at the parlor has gotten sick or anything no, not yet. Oh, good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. How is your mother doing? I don't know. Oh. Uh, there's not a lot of information coming out of there. Yeah. But, uh, apparently, she doesn't eat very much. She doesn't really want to. So, she's kind of at that give up stage. Oh. Oh, geez. So, we'll see. Yeah, that's that's not good. But she she's apparently just sleeps all the time. Yeah. So. so she's still symptomatic and. Well, no, her fever went down pretty much the day after she got there, but they're just holding her for two weeks to make sure that she's not going to show any more symptoms or whatever. Oh, well, that's good. Hopefully, so hopefully she recovers and it's doing all right. If, if that yeah. is what is best for her and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Y'all, um, I've just been super busy with work um, and other atheist-related stuff. I was contacted by uh, Matt Powell. Do you yeah. guys know who that is? Yeah, I know who he is. He's a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, know I don't know who he is. He's he's a young uh, Baptist preacher dude guy man okay i i know i had heard his name a few different times um mainly from uh utah outcasts and they they did several different things on him in the past and then i haven't heard anything about him uh more recently and so his name sounded a little familiar but i got a call uh earlier this week i'm trying to think it was like wednesday i believe maybe tuesday and uh just got a call answered it and it turned out to be matt powell and he was calling to ask me if i would like to participate in his next movie that he's putting together that's movie they're not movies though yeah i was gonna say that's movie and scare quotes because yeah they're it's like ray comfort hit pieces and oh it's well, it's Ray he, Comfort. I, I watched one of his things, and he he uses Ray Comfort to cite as his science. <laughs> oh boy! So, uh huh. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, he had found my number through American Atheists. Uh, I believe it's published on the website for people to contact me. And so he did. He gave me a call and is hoping that I will participate in his next movie. And like I said, when he when he called, he said, yeah, this is, you know, Matt Powell. I don't know if you're familiar with me or, or my work or anything. I said, well, your name sounds a little familiar. And he said, well, you know, I'm a I'm a faithful Christian. And, you know, I I 
published a movie a little while ago and, you know, had a bunch of prominent atheists in it and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, okay. So was it, yeah, I'm like, so was it a typical kind of, you know, Christian hit piece where your words, yeah, where you just take people out of context and, and do that. And he's like, well, no, I wouldn't say that. And, and, you know, and in the past I've, I've, I've had some fairly contentious, you know, debates or discussions with people and, and, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to be trying to adopt a different tone now and, you know, be nice. And, you know, I figure that that's the best way to actually reach people and to communicate and whatever. And well, I would agree with that. And I said, well, your name definitely sounds a little familiar. Uh, I said, you know, can you tell me more about the project? And he said, well, you know, I'm trying to, trying to interview some, some more prominent atheists. And, you know, in the past I've had debates with various people. Um, he, he mentioned, is it ang- angry atheist? Something like that. It's a YouTube guy. Like I don't, I don't, fu- I'm not part of the YouTube crowd of people who do stuff on YouTube really, or, yeah. or watch a ton of YouTube. I watch like movie trailers and and debates every now and then on YouTube. And that's about it. Right. Well, I hadn't heard of the angry atheist either until you uh, posted out about that. And that's where I kind of like, look, I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, I've never actually seen him before. Yeah. So, yeah, I hadn't heard of him. Hadn't seen anything to do with Matt Powell or, or anything like that. So, you know, I have this conversation with Matt on the phone and he says that he's hoping that I can participate because, you know, he wants somebody who's, who's, who has more backing or is more official. I can't, I can't remember exactly the wording he used, but you know, he's hoping like to he have wants someone to actually speak on behalf of American atheists. Yeah. Like he wants to have a state director from American atheists, uh, be interviewed by him because he thinks that will carry more weight for whatever fucking reason. Like as if a title confers some special bit of knowledge mm-hmm. on people, you know, and and in our discussion, I'm like, well, you know, so what are you doing and, and who else is involved? And, and then he said, well, and you know, you know you've heard of, uh, maybe pastor Steven Anderson. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. I know that name for sure. And he's like, yeah, well, I know him. And, and I said, I, I can't remember, remember how else we got on the topic, but I, I mentioned something about, um, I couldn't for whatever reason, think of Ray Comfort's name while I was on the phone with him, you know, my mind was drawing a blank and I'm like, so is this like, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, banana man. <laughs> and he instantly was like, Oh, Ray Comfort. And I'm like, yeah, that's the guy's name. Is this banana man kind of stuff where you just, you know, take people out of context and, and edit their comments unfairly and everything. He's like, Oh no, no, that's, that's not it at all. I, I, I try to be as fair as I can. And, you know, because I don't want to be caught out in lies and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, sure. Whatever. And then he sent me a couple links to, uh, some of his videos on YouTube. And of course I didn't go out and watch those. I just Googled his name and watched a few different things on YouTube. And, uh, after watching a couple different things, I, I found, uh, one thing where he had a debate where, uh, Shannon Q was on there. I watched a few different videos. Anyway, it was clear that this guy's a fucking liar. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's intellectually liar. dishonest. Oh, abso-fucking-lutely, yeah. Probably the most intellectually dishonest uh, person that I've seen, Christian on YouTube, that I've seen for quite a while. Well, I mean, from what the way I see him doing his stuff, and I, yeah, I wouldn't call his stuff a movie or documentary. It's, it's a long-format YouTube video. Mm-hmm. But he definitely takes from Ray Comfort's book on, on making you say something that you didn't say. Mm-hmm. Taking you completely out of context and editing yeah. you unfairly. And yeah. And, and on the phone call, he's like, yeah, well, of course, you know, any, any video footage, you know, I would, I would share everything with you so that you're free to, you know, compile it however you'd like and, and share it out. And I, yeah. So then I watched a bunch of stuff. Um, one of the videos that I watched that, definitely tipped the scales. It was, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe I might, maybe I won't. Uh, but I had posted out on Twitter as well. I don't Twitter. I don't tweet a whole lot. I'm not on Twitter a whole lot. Yeah. And, you know, tweeted that 
I had been contacted by him and I tagged uh, Shannon Q and Angry Atheist and Utah Outcasts and people that had interactions with them previously. Yeah, yeah, people that I know had had you know spoken with this guy or been part of his orbit in the past, and they all universally said, you know, don't do it. It's it's a waste of everybody's time because he's so dishonest. Um, so yeah. And I had watched that video, um, from Utah outcasts where X goes over a comment that Matt Powell had left on one of their videos. And Matt Powell is a hugely homophobic fucking bigoted dickhead who, who used very, very, uh, denigrating language toward members of the LGBTQ community. Um, yeah, Rocker. yeah, and we don't really stand for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, anybody who uses that type of language when discussing members of that community isn't worth the time that I'd already spent on them. So I will not be participating and he can fuck right off. I hope that uh, <laughs> nobody else will participate in it. It's like, you know, providing any bit of, um, focus on him or any bit of airtime doesn't benefit anything really besides him. The, that's the, it benefits his chosen bullshit delusional narrative. Well, and, I just worry that he will search out some YouTube atheist that is looking for a little extra clout or recognition and be like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll school you. And realize you're not the one editing this buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's, yeah, I, I had started typing out a bunch of thoughts about my interaction with him and some of the things that I've seen him do in the past and everything. And then I just thought, you know, it's really not even worth my time to do this even. So, so, and, and even talking about it now, I'm thinking <laughs> is probably spending more time and energy on somebody whose existence is completely fucking pointless other than to spread lies and misinformation. So I'm going to stop talking about him now and hopefully we'll never have to talk about him again because he's a worthless little life piece of shit who lies about well, I'm everything. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure his grandma loved him though. Maybe. And if she does, it's in spite of his beliefs or because she's also an awful human being. And maybe because sometimes grandmas are senile. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. There, there are lots of those around too. Uh, so there was that. And, uh, so I'm, uh, just springing this on you guys. Um, Uh and, and it, it, so if I seem more, uh, unfocused or a little more rambly, I, there's a lot going on. Um, my brother-in-law's nephew was murdered yesterday. Oh, uh, shot in West Valley. Uh, apparently it was, uh, some gang related stuff. And he, I, I guess, yeah, this, so, well, I can't really say a whole lot about it right now. Yeah. Um, like I said, it just happened yesterday and Whoa. there are some initial reports out um, maybe I'll link a story or two in the show notes um, so people can, who are curious, can go and read more about it. But yeah, apparently it was a gang-related shooting, and this young man is now dead. I I don't know if he was even 20 years old. but Wow. Shot in the chest and nope. was coherent when they took him to the hospital and died in the emergency room. Mm. Well, that's a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So sucks. sorry, man. Oh, thanks. Um, was it? Oh, go ahead. Was it, wasn't expecting the conversation to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't either. No, I, like, I it, thought I was going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to get like, like you thought you were going to get fired, fired from, from the show. Matt, we don't get paid. You can't get fired. <laughs> yeah, like that would be that would be really weird. <laughs> and no, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> that's not something I would spring on anybody on in the middle of a show or the opening of a show. Um, 
No, yeah, it would but, be funny though. Yeah, but yeah, that's also why I am haven't prepared a whole lot for this show. Um, been, you know, I, I usually kind of collect stuff throughout the week and then organize it all the day before or the morning of recording. And I have not had a chance to do that because there's just been a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, family talk and chatter and yeah. stuff. So, but yeah, so it's been, it's been interesting. And then my neighbors, now two, who, oh, who was he to you? Uh, it's my this? brother-in-law's nephew. So I've never met the guy. Um, oh, okay. But, so it's brother-in-law's nephew. Yeah. Right. So it's Tracy's sister's husband's nephew. Mm. And, and it was his older sister's son. So, and he, I guess, I guess my brother-in-law is pretty broken up about it because the, the last conversation he had with this kid was an argument. Um, mm. and it, they were basically arguing mm. about some of his, about some of the nephew's uh life choices <laughs> so sure and yeah so it didn't go very well and then he got shot and died yesterday so of course my brother-in-law is really mm. broken up about it the whole you know his whole family is and it's just i've i guess this is no i have i was gonna say i don't know that i've known anybody who's been murdered or or, or been just a couple degrees of separation from somebody who's murdered, but that's not true. There, there have been, uh, other people. My ex-wife's sister was murdered when she was younger. I mean, we live in the United States. I think everyone knows somebody that's been murdered. Yeah, probably. Probably. It's just, I don't know. It's one of those things that, you know, we were, Tracy and I were just, uh, watching an episode of what we do in the shadows last night. And, <laughs> got a message that you know this poor kid had been shot and killed and well now now i feel bad that i didn't play into your joke earlier <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so before before we started recording i was i was trying to get these guys to fall for the updog thing because i had never heard it before it was something that was totally new to me that i had seen in the second episode of the most recent season of uh, what we do in the shadows. And I, I literally said to you, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you really want somebody to ask, don't you? <laughs> yes, I did. Damn it. <laughs> I thought either, I thought either I couldn't have been the only one who was unaware of this or that enough time had passed since it was. That, that people forgot about it. Yeah. Since it was in the popular zeitgeist of our existence that. It, you know, enough time had passed that maybe you would had you would have forgotten about it. I used to I used to catch my grandfather all the time with "What are you eating under there?" And oh. I'm sure that the first time I did it, maybe even the first two or three times I did it, um, he didn't recall or was caught unawares, and and you know we went through the whole joke. But I'm sure that you know in later happenstances that he was just putting on an act and pretending that he didn't know what I was doing because I was young, you know, uh, young kid yeah, yeah. telling grandpa jokes, but yeah. he's playing along. Yeah, for sure. Underwear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> the world's gone crazy though. We're going to talk about some of the things that are going on after this little break. Okay. Hi, this is Allison Gill. I'm vice president for legal and policy for American Atheist. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. We have more cases than anybody in the world. But why? Because we do more testing. When you test, you have a case. When you test, you find something is wrong with people. If we didn't do any testing, we would have very few cases. They don't want to write that. It's common sense. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. And we're back. So, Ryan, you said you had pulled a bit of news for us to go over? Yeah, one uh, one one thing I found strange. Well, I guess not strange in this world. Mm. But uh, 
uh, two-thirds of American believers of all faith uh, feel that God is telling humanity to change how it lives. That was uh, conducted in a new poll by the University of Chicago School of Divinity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and according to this, not all of them are belong to organized religion. Like uh, 50-year-old uh, Jesus said, it could be a sign like, hey, get your act together. I don't know. Uh, it just seems like everything was going in a okay direction. And all of a sudden we got this coronavirus thing that happened and uh, pops out of nowhere. <laughs> With the name like, uh, Jesus, I think you might be religious. <laughs> uh, but the poll found that 31% of Americans who believe in God feel strongly that the virus is a sign of God telling humanity to change. With the same number feeling that uh, that somewhat, uh, yeah, that's word that's phrased weird right there. Mm. Uh, evangelicals and Protestants are most likely uh, they're at forty three percent compared to twenty eight percent of Catholics and mainly Protestants. Uh, the question was asked of all Americans who said they believed in God without a specific uh, specified faith. Uh, that they surveyed in a large enough group to report that the opinions of religious faiths will be smaller numbers of U.S. adherents, including Muslims and Jews. In addition, black Americans were more likely than those of other racial backgrounds to say they feel the virus was a sign of God wants humanity to change, regardless of education, income, or gender. 47% said uh, that they feel strongly compared to 37% of Latinos and 27% of white Americans. But yeah. Well, I just found odd that these people, I mean, those aren't like 5% or 3%. That's a good chunk that thinks this virus yeah. is a sign from God that God is doing this to us. So we change. That humanity will change. And I'm guessing they mean a change more towards biblical leaning than right. non-biblical leaning. So, sure. they, so they think that God sent the coronavirus to teach us all a lesson, huh? Yes. The lesson is that he's they, exceedingly cruel and a fucking dickhead? Yes. <laughs> In that, you, you keep getting gay married, I'm going to keep virusing you. God is good all the time, especially when he sends viruses that start killing off tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when people say that God is great, he does all this great stuff, all these miracles, but usually when you get to a case where it's like, well, I guess, what do they say? Like, uh, someone's got a cancer or they can't be cured of an illness that's God testing them. This isn't God testing you. It's God saying, no, you guys are, aren't living the way I want you to live. So here's a virus. I can't do it any other way, but give you a virus to kill all of you. Not that I'm not powerful enough to come down there and say, hey, stop doing that. Yeah. So God's a petty fucking tyrant. And that explains why so many of of the people i I wonder if there was a question somewhere in their little survey that asked them if they are trump supporters or not because um it seems that the people who answer yes to this question about you know if the virus was sent by god to teach us a lesson would also be the same people who love licking the boot of petty tyrants like trump I, I don't see anywhere in here where it says anything about uh, political leaning. Um, it does say that only 1,002 adults were polled for this between April 30th and May 4th. So, I mean, it's, it's not a small sample size, but it's not a huge sample size either. Yeah. But, interesting. I wonder, I wonder about their testing methodology, how they came up with this list of people that they did survey. Well, it's the uh, school of divinity. So they said they only sent it to people who had religious faith, mm-hmm. that they knew had a religious faith, probably people that went to that school. Mm. But yeah, mm. I don't see, I don't see how you can argue that God is great and also killing people with this virus. Well, it's great because he's not just going to wipe us all out. He's just going to kill a, a really large number of us to remind us that he's around. Yeah. And it's not, and I guess the big thing for me too is it's not the God is testing us this time. It's no, God says we need to change our ways. Yeah, God is God is punishing us by killing old people and and hobbling 
a bunch of other people. Yeah. I bet you're probably right about the correlation between this and Trump supporting because uh, you remember years ago when I did that long report on conservative brains versus liberal brains or whatever, and that conservatives were more focused on strong, powerful leaders mm-hmm. and you know displays of strength, and liberals are more concerned with fairness. And so this would be a big giant, my dad could beat up your dad, as, as opposed to, why don't our parents just all be friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I don't so, know, it's, yeah. it's always seemed a little weird to me that conservatives seem to love authoritarians while simultaneously mm-hmm. screaming about, give me my freedoms. It's like yeah. they want they want somebody to tell them what to do as long as it aligns with what they want to do anyway. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Like, right, right. like you need to go to church. You need to be, you know, you need to offer special deference to, uh, you know, veterans and like they, they say one thing and do something else all the fucking time. Oh, oh yeah. Right. I, I wonder how many of these protesters out there right now, they're protesting for the economy to open back up for people to return to work and all that stuff. Have ever put out on Facebook saying, Protesting doesn't work, you stupid liberals. Get back to work. What? Don't you have any jobs? Right. You're protesting. Uh-huh. Fucking worthless liberals. Yeah, and it's it's these same fucking assholes who are out, you know, carrying their long rifles around or their long guns yeah. around with them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, doing protests at the state capitol in Michigan, who also yeah. get really fucking mad if a black man takes a knee during the opening of a football game. Yeah. Yep. How disrespectful saw, is uh, he? <laughs> I, I got into a conversation with one person who said, well, you don't know that all the protesters are Trump supporters. I'm like, well, they're waving swastikas and Trump flags. So it's a pretty good guess. Yeah. They're wearing MAGA hats. They're yeah. Mm-hmm. Staring Indian men in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bunch of fucking nonsense. Uh, speaking of the orange clown, uh, there was there was a story posted earlier this week um, that that he was doing a, a little question and answer session in in on the grounds outside of the White House, and was chased off after a couple female reporters asked him some very pointed questions. Let's hear this bit of audio. I thought this was pretty good. Uh, yeah, go ahead, please many times that the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day? So that was Weijia Jiang um, from CBS, I believe. Uh, so an Asian female reporter asking Donald Trump this question and his response is totally typical trump well they're losing their lives everywhere in the world and maybe that's a question you should ask china china don't ask me ask china that question okay when you ask them that question you may get a very unusual answer yes behind you how does anybody ask a country a question first like and and how does china have anything to do with how the u.s responded to this yeah China has nothing to do with our testing Right. Our response, nothing. She's asking him about his opinion, about yeah. something he said. Yeah. Uh, it's, to- uh, it's totally relevant and, and pertinent. I mean. Yeah, and he can't answer the question and says that she should ask a country and that she she may be surprised by the response <laughs> she gets. Yeah, it could be unusual, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. China would probably go, well, your president's a dipshit. That's why you got this problem. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's hear what else well, he has to say. I wasn't surprised by that. <laughs> Unusual answer. Yes, behind you, please. So the interesting he- thing here, too, is that after he gives that bullshit non-answer, that racist bullshit non-answer, uh, he calls on a different reporter who walks up toward the microphone and she defers to the woman who had just asked a question because she had the, the first person wanted to ask a follow-up question. And so and she was still standing up like, Hey, 
Yeah. I'm not done. So the second person that Trump calls on allows that, that first person, uh, to ask her, her follow-up question. What, sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? I'm telling you, I'm not saying it specifically to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody that would ask a nasty question That's like that. That's not a nasty Please question. Please go ahead. Why does it matter? Okay, uh, anybody else? It's like argue, it's like asking a little kid a question and arguing with a, a yeah. little fucking kid who's throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah, exactly. Please go ahead in the back, please. I have two questions. No, it's okay. But we'll you pointed here. to me. I have two questions, Mr. Next, President. Next, please. But you, did, you called on me. I did, and you didn't respond, and now I'm calling on Sorry, I just the young lady me. in the back, please. I just wanted to let my colleague okay. finish, but can I ask you Ladies and gentlemen, please? thank you very much. Appreciate but it. You thank you very much. And then he fucks off and runs away because these women stood up to him and asked him some very basic fucking questions about things he has said, and he can't fucking answer them. Hmm. That is so how my mom is right there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you get one chance. And if it's not what she likes, then no, nope, sorry, it's over. And the, the only the only female reporter he expects is that one from that was it O H N or O N A or whatever that fake news. Oh, and the one is that One America News yeah. Network. Yeah. 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 He. What a baby. Yeah, a baby and a fucking coward, an idiot. What an what an mm-hmm. imbecile. He's yep. just so yep. fucking All stupid. That. I can't get over fucking how. Vote. <laughs> vote. Yeah. Vote. Vote. Vote for Biden. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's just such an Mother. asshole. I I I can't I just start raging sometimes when I hear him speak or I hear some of his representatives speak who are just fucking sycophantic little bootlickers. God, they're just so fucking slimy. <sighs> yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of slimy fucking Trumps, Eric Trump, <laughs> Eric oh, Trump yeah. uh, decided that you, you know he was going to go on Janine Pirro's show on Fox News to very credible news lady. Yeah, judge judge whatever the fuck her first name is. I can't even Janine Judge Janine Pirro. Yeah. Uh to talk about how the coronavirus is a hoax and it's all so that Donald Trump can't have his little rallies. This comes to us from Buzzfeed it says Eric Trump said coronavirus shutdowns are part of a plot to prevent Trump campaign rallies. President Trump's yeah, it's just a world plot. Yeah. President Trump's son, Eric accused Democrats of using the coronavirus to hurt his father's campaign for reelection and claimed that after election day, the virus would magically disappear. Eric Trump spoke Saturday night on Fox News to Judge Jeanine Pirro, calling for the need to reopen businesses across the U.S. He also disputed the threat the coronavirus provided to Americans, contradicting the concerns of public health leaders, including White House officials. Coronavirus cases continue to rise daily, blah, blah, blah. In spite of that, Eric Trump told Fox News that limits on large gatherings, which experts agree are particularly risky while the virus is spreading, were about preventing the president from holding rallies. Quote, they're trying to deprive him of his greatest asset, which is the fact that the American people love him, the fact that he's relatable, the fact that he can go out there and draw massive crowds, he said. Of course, the Trump campaign didn't respond to questions from BuzzFeed about this. Eric Trump added that the media reports on the virus, such as relaying the CDC recommendations on wearing face masks, aimed to instill fear among Americans. They're doing it for one reason. They want to hurt Trump. They tried to do it with the Russia thing. They tried to do it with the Ukraine scandal. They tried to do it with impeachment. Now they're trying to do it with coronavirus. They know they can't beat him. Um, I, I've, so I'm, I'm of the opinion. Fuck it. Let's call his bluff. Trump start, yeah. start hosting giant fucking campaign rallies. Do yeah, it. Wisconsin's open. Georgia's open. Yeah, you could go, go to you could go to Wisconsin. You could go to Georgia. You could go to Florida. Find find one Utah. of your yeah, <laughs> yeah. Find one of your supportive conservative Republican governors who will give you the okay 
to go and host a rally. If they won't give you the okay, maybe you should ask them why they're afraid of it, why they're afraid of this virus, why they won't allow you to host a mega rally there and have throngs of your adoring dipshits all start spreading the virus around to each other. Fucking do it. Just, just host a giant rally, get all of your devoted fucking dumb fuck supporters out there. Don't, don't have, yeah, don't have anybody wear a mask, have, have no social distancing, have them all packed into this one spot. I want Trump there with no mask. I want him shaking hands and slapping people on the back, taking selfies with people, all of the bullshit that he ordinarily does at his rallies fucking do it. If you won't do it, why won't you do it? Are you fucking lying? Is it, is it in fact the case that the virus is dangerous and people shouldn't be gathering in large crowds? And you should tell your son to shut his fucking mouth. Yeah. I'm salty. I can't remember what area was it. It uh, I think it was Kaysville here where the one of the representatives from there that's trying to run for a Senate seat or a larger seat in the state uh, signed off on a free concert coming up here with no social distancing required. A concert with uh, no social distancing. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a political move by this person because she's trying to run for a seat. So she's like, well, people want this. So we're going to hold a, a mm. concert and it's going to be free and everyone's welcome and no social distancing. It's like, and she's the one that runs that city. So she gets to sign off on it. Mm. It's like, this is a uh, dangerous, you dipshit. Yeah, I just, I think if Trump wants to host rallies and his son wants to get, you know, wants to go on the news and say that this is all a conspiracy against his father, well then fucking hold, talk, go hold a rally. Yeah, go hold a rally. Just fucking do it. It's not that every state is shut down. He knows that. He knows that he can go to yeah. Georgia or Wisconsin or Florida and have yeah, a giant I, fucking rally. I thought he was the president. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he can, he can just tell them, he can tell those governors to go suck eggs, right? He, he already said yeah, that yeah. Brian Kemp was, was, you know, a, a little foolish for opening his state before Trump would have recommended it. Well, why did Trump recommend that he shouldn't be opening his state right away? Why would, why would Trump be worried about that at all if it's all just a big uh-huh. giant hoax? Uh-huh. Good point. And people fall for this shit from him all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. People who people who I I don't, I don't understand it either because I've seen some people who they have at least half a brain in their fucking head. They can figure some of this shit out for themselves. And it's why I, again, have felt lately that I'm just going nuts. Like I, I must be missing something. I'm hugely wrong about the world around me because I think that this shit is dangerous. But apparently, you know, listening to all of these dumb fucks, it's really not dangerous. And we should all just go back to living lives the way we were before. And if there are people who die because of, you know, some sickness that's going around, well, it's just kind of like the flu. Most people get used to it. Most people get over it just fine. You know, no big deal. That's all fucking nonsense. They, uh, I mean, they've had a lot of uh, confirmation bias through social media coming out like that pandemic bullshit that was coming out mm-hmm. uh then i keep seeing people sharing the whole thing where it says well dr fauci said not to wear a mask like hey, he said that three months ago guess <laughs> what the evidence changed motherfuckers yeah it's it's the New black evidence. and white yes wear a mask it's the black and white thinking from all of these people and and that they need some sort of decree. And if you say one thing then that's the thing all the time unless you're trump and then you can change your mind but anybody else it's a really bad yep. thing. All right. Yep. Well, we have we have other news and we'll end with something we'll end with something fun on the other side of this little break. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Regina Tippetts. I'm a licensed professional counselor. You can find me at Secular Therapy Project or rctcounseling.com and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. We're building right now incredible military equipment. Uh, at a level that nobody's ever seen before. We have no choice. We have to do it with the adversaries we have out there. We have, uh, I call it the super-duper missile. 
And I heard the other night, 17 times faster than what they have right now. That's then you great. take the fastest missile we have right now. Uh, you've heard Russia has five times, and China's working on five or six times. We have one 17 times, and uh, it's just gotten to go ahead. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So last week when we had um, Allison Gill on from American Atheists, yeah. and we were going through the reality check uh, portion of the report that they have released from the secular survey, um, one of the things that I said stood out to me was that Utah is right behind Mississippi as far as religious discrimination goes. And yeah, I, I still am surprised about that, but I understand that I live in a, a particularly more liberal, um, more, more accepting, more accepting, more diverse portion of the state than a lot of yeah. other people do. Uh, but this story comes to us from ABC news. The headline is Mississippi venue apparently denied interracial couples wedding over Christian belief. And there's video to back that uh-huh. up. Story says that a Mississippi, that. <laughs> a Mississippi <laughs> event hall apparently refused to rent the space to an interracial couple for their wedding, citing the owner's religious beliefs. A video posted by the groom's sister who recorded a conversation with an employee shows. LaCambria Welch, 24, drove to Boone's Camp Event Hall in Booneville, Mississippi, over Labor Day weekend to confront the owner about why her brother's request to book the venue was denied. She told Deep South Voice, which first reported the story. Welch's brother, who is black, and his white fiance were in contact with the owner of the venue, but suddenly received a message that they would not be permitted to rent the space because of the venue's, quote, beliefs. End quote. The couple had already. I didn't know venues had belief. <laughs> Corporations are people, my friend. Well, uh-huh. the couple had already booked a date to tour the space when they received the message, Welch told the Washington Post. Welch recorded her encounter with a woman at the venue, which begins as the employee says, First of all, we don't do gay weddings or mixed race because mm. of our Christian race. I mean, our Christian beliefs. <laughs> We've got that audio here. Listen to this. First of all, we don't do gay weddings or mixed race. Okay, so why not? Because of our Christian race. I mean, our Christian belief. Okay, we're Christians as well. So what what in the Bible tells you that? Well, I don't want to argue my faith. No, that's fine. fine. Yeah, we we just don't participate. Okay. We just choose not to. Okay. We just choose not to. We just we're not going to participate. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to argue my faith because I know you're not Christian because you're marrying someone of the wrong race. Yeah. Also, she doesn't want to argue her faith because she was just about to get called out on her shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't want to argue her faith because it's a bullshit reason to be a fucking racist. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Welch then confirms, okay, well, that's your Christian belief, right? To which the woman replies, yes, ma'am. Welch told ABC News via email that the conversation left her shaking, even though she sounded calm in the video. It really broke my heart to actually hear her say those things, she wrote. Welch said the encounter was was her, quote, first direct contact with pure racism. And many people think I should be used to it because I grew up here, she wrote. That's not the case. Welch told Deep South Voice that she believes the owner rejected her brother's request after looking at his fiancé's Facebook and seeing that they are a mixed-race couple. They're both fit. They are both 20 and just recently got engaged after more than three years of dating, Welch told ABC News. Several venues have reached out to the couple since their story went public, but they haven't picked one yet, Welch said. The event hall's Facebook page was taken down after the video was posted over the <laughs> I weekend. I wonder why. <laughs> According to the Deep South Voice, or the Deep Voice South, On Sunday, the account was reinstated and a lengthy apology was posted, Newsweek reported. But as of Tuesday, the page was deleted once again. A screenshot of the apology reads, quote, As a child growing up in Mississippi, our racial boundaries were unstated, were that of staying with your own race. This was never... 
This was never oh, verbally stated racist rules. Yeah, yeah. This was never verbally spoken, but it was an understood subject. The post stated, "The writers." Ah, that you know what that makes complete sense now. Yeah, yeah. The writer stated that her husband asked her to point out in the Bible where it covers content concerning biracial relationships. I studied for a minute and began to think about the history of my learning this and where it came from. The apology said. The writer eventually conceded that she could not find any passages to support her decision and that she was incorrect. I have for many years stood firm on my Christian faith, not knowing that biracial relationships were never mentioned in the Bible. She wrote, "Shocker that, oh, right? That somebody who cl- who professes Christian belief doesn't know what's in the fucking Bible." Yeah, oh, yeah of course, yeah. She didn't read the Bible. She just listened to the KKK the whole time. Yeah. The phone line for the venue had disconnected as of Tuesday. ABC News also could not immediately reach the the event hall's listed owners, Bonneville residents David and Donna Russell, for comment. Another woman, Caitlin Springsteen, sent Deep Voice South a screenshot of her exchange with the venue on Facebook Messenger in September 2018, in which she inquired whether they would be okay with a gay marriage ceremony. Quote, Thanks for checking with us, Caitlin, but due to our Christian faith, we would not be able to accommodate you, the venue replied. Springsteen told Deep Voice South that she was searching for a space for her best friend, who is a lesbian. A statement from Bonneville City Hall posted to Facebook on Monday states that the mayor and city officials, quote, do not condone or approve these types of discriminatory policies. The city of Boonville, mayor, the, and board of aldermen do not discriminate on the basis of race, religion, gender, age, national origin, disability, marital status, sexual orientation, or military status, the statement read. Yeah, because it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> In 2016, Mississippi passed House Bill 1523, the Religious Freedom Law, that protects the religious beliefs and moral convictions of businesses allowing them to decline products and services to people whose lifestyles violate those beliefs and convictions. The law protects beliefs. Illegal. Yeah, the law protects beliefs about same-sex marriages and transgender people. It does not mention race, according to Deep South Voice. So, yeah. That's pretty terrible. And it actually reminds me of another bit of commotion that happened uh, in... My little family here earlier this week. Uh, my brother-in-law, uh, one of Tracy's brothers, uh, he and his fiance uh, recently moved here, moved back to Utah from Texas. He was living in Austin for a while. Yeah. And uh, so they moved back here. They're living in an apartment now and they're looking for a house. They found a couple, went and put an offer on one of the homes and were later told by their real estate agent that the family who is selling the home rejected their offer because they want a good Mormon family to move into the home. Oh! Yeah, and in Utah, that's perfectly fucking legal. They can do that. They can discriminate against you because of their religious beliefs or their stated religious beliefs. Like, sorry, you can't buy this house because you're not Mormon? Yeah, and this was, this is, like I said, perfectly legal in Utah, due in large part to one of the one of the recent changes here in our laws that Equality Utah thought was a really good idea. It was a great yeah. thing because they felt that it inched them more toward equality, but still allows private sales of homes like this for the owners to claim religious preference and discriminate against people who don't share their same religious views. And that's legal. It is stated. It is codified in law. (laughs) How do they know they weren't Mormon? Um, I don't, do they do a, do they check the fucking Rolodex or something or what? (laughs) Perhaps, uh, maybe, maybe they looked at their Facebook accounts. Maybe they were asked directly. I don't know. But yeah, I'm like, maybe they brought coffee with them. Well, <laughs> well, and I, so I asked uh, my brother-in-law how he knew that that was the reason, you know, that 
that it was a Mormon family who didn't want to sell to a family who wasn't also Mormon. And he yeah. said that their real estate agent told them that that was why, oh. because the, the owners of the home that they had put the offer on, uh, accepted a bid from somebody. The agent asked why, you know, my brother-in-law's bid was turned down and they said, because they want a good Mormon family to move in there. Mm-hmm. It's a very tight knit community of other Mormons there and Mormon. they didn't want to upset their neighbors who are also their friends by selling it to somebody who was not also Mormon. Yeah. And I said, well, well, if they're going to, if they're going to be upset by something like that, then they need to just fucking chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I told my brother and I'm like, well, you know, the upshot of all of this is that they saved you from buying a home with fucking dickhead, busybody, <laughs> yeah. dickhead busybodies for neighbors. Like at least you uh, found that out ahead of time. That's true. You would you would have had the cops called on them for buying alcohol. Uh huh. Yeah, it's this this state sometimes just shocks me. And yeah, yeah. So I, I encouraged them to be sure to vote and to to not vote <laughs> as the brethren would encourage them to. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, right. welcome, welcome to Utah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, just sucks. Um, lastly, the, the last thing that we'll be covering tonight that I just thought was awesome. It was very fun. Um, so I'm sure that our listeners are aware that around the world, people are offering their thanks and gratitude to, uh, frontline medical personnel, you know, doctors, nurses, EMTs who are helping to treat, uh, patients throughout the coronavirus and, and the global pandemic that we're going through, you know, at the end of every night in some places, uh, people will go outside and clap and cheer, bang pots and pans. Apparently in uh, Denver, there is a, a section of the city where people howl and, and that's to show support for frontline workers in this pandemic. And recently, somebody decided to record uh, a bit of audio that they then played on a very loud speaker so that the entire neighborhood in this very urban portion of Denver could hear this recording. It's pretty awesome. So the story um, comes to us from KDVR. It's Fox 31 in Denver. The... Headline for the story says profanity-filled COVID-19 message shames five points residents after evening howl. Step outside at 8 p.m. pretty much anywhere in Denver and you'll hear people howling for frontline workers. However, what followed that sound in five points is a little less unifying. (laughs) Residents... (laughs) Residents who live near 24th Street and Glenarm Place say they've heard an expletive-filled COVID-19 message blaring through the neighborhood on a loudspeaker, shaming people who don't follow COVID-19 guidelines. Quote, it's vulgar. It's out there. I was in shock. I was actually like, oh my (laughs) goodness. We were standing around looking like, when is this going to stop? Explained Mariana (laughs) Mariana Yurkovich, who heard the tirade and began recording it on her cell phone. At first, it sounded like an emergency broadcast coming out, like it's going to be a tornado warning, she said. (laughs) The message continues for about two minutes and was followed by laughter from some surrounding balconies. Quote, it's hilarious. So funny, said Yurkovich. No one seems to know where the message originated, but Yurkovich's video has gone viral, having been shared more than 6,000 times. It's wild how many people have shared it. It's crazy, she said. It's cheap entertainment at a time when street performances are hard to find. Anything <laughs> anything lighthearted, this is the time to soak it in because everyone is going through something. Everyone's going through a hard time right now, so I'm going to take anything that can make me laugh and make me smile, and this is it, Yurkovich said. And that's all fine and good. I'm going to play the audio here for a minute, but it took me some doing to actually find the audio again. I originally posted this out on Facebook earlier this week, and the the story that I had posted out had a link to Ms. Yurkovich's video, but she has since 
pulled it for whatever reason. So I had to, yeah. I had to do some, some more Googling before I could find an uncensored, unedited version of what she had recorded. And it's fucking glorious. I'm going to play this and you guys can feel free to chime in anytime you want. Otherwise, maybe we'll just end up listening to this whole thing straight through because it's fucking glorious. I love it. <laughs> Don't you know that this coronavirus shit is actually fucking real and people are getting sick from it and dying? Do you care? Of course not. Because you're a selfish fucking twat. You don't care if you get sick and you don't care if you get other people sick. How fucking stupid, pathetic, brain dead, and incompetent can you be? You know, the more that you stick your middle finger up to the law, the public health, and your own fucking sickly grandmother, the longer this shit is going to be drawn out, right? We're just going to extend the fucking order as long as you cocksuckers continue to venture out, getting your nasty, disgusting germs all over the fucking place and infecting people, instead of quarantining at home like you should be. I want to be able to watch live sports again. I want to go to the bar, the restaurant, the bowling alley, and strip clubs again. And as long as you disease-ridden fucks keep going out into the public, that is never gonna fucking happen. Everybody, including your mom, knows that you don't cover your coughs. You sneeze all over the fucking place and on other people, and you don't even wash your filthy, disease-ridden fucking heads after you masturbate. Take a shit, use public door handles, change your tampon, or touch raw chicken. I hope to God that you don't plan on ever reproducing. Because your fucking little bastard spawn would be twice as inbred, witless, inane, imbecilic, profoundly dumb, brainless, trivial, nonsensical, and annoying as you. <laughs> that's, and that's where the recording stops. I, I lament <laughs> that she did not capture the very beginning of it i'm curious to know how it all started but i thought that was glorious like a siren going off or something <laughs> yeah yeah i just thought that was awesome a profanity laced tirade your devil spawn bastards <laughs> I thought that now, how do we break into like the emergency broadcast system to get that to be like actually broadcast <laughs> i don't know have you guys ever seen some of the some of the still photos of, you know, on the side of the road, they've got the signs that tell oh, you, like, you know, construction ahead, you know, lane merges in half mile people, or whatever. People have packed into them. Yeah, people have packed into them. My favorite one is, it just says, zombies ahead. <laughs> Use caution. <Yeah. laughs> like, like, people do funny shit, man. I just, I thought that was a very, a very funny little bit that we could end the show with tonight. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're welcome. I mean, as, as much as we can virtually join. <laughs> you know what I realized we forgot to do last week. But thank our Patreon supporters. Read the names. Yeah, yeah. we, we uh, forgot to do that this week, so we will be sure to do that right now. Our Patreon supporters are Alan Firth, Christy Kalbach, Gatheist, Stephen Andrews. Let them eat coffee. You skeptical chap. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Ollie Olson. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Jeff Peterson. Megan Mitchell. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Zavita Kuna. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Corey Ebert. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Rethinker215 in a poo- no, 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 support Phil Delphic. <laughs> oh, fuck, I screwed up the easy part. Well, they Nahasa support the Philadelphia Ethical Society. Nahasa Pima Petalon. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Taylor Grin. Thank you all very, very much for your patronage. We hugely appreciate it. I know that things are difficult for a whole lot of people. There are what, almost 40 million people now who have... Yeah filed for unemployment over the last couple months. So we appreciate your support. If you are having, if you are finding it difficult to support the show, then please stop. Take care of yourself. If you can manage, we would love your support and, and your help in keeping the show going in paying the bills for the various stuff that we have to pay for to bring the show to you every week. 
But thank you very much for listening. Thank you guys very much for joining me this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. Hopefully we can get together soon-ish to record. I'm hoping that by episode 300 we'll be able to get together in some form or fashion. But Yeah, I miss, I miss puppy time. Yeah. Yeah, and they're so <laughs> fucking cute. God damn it, my dogs are adorable. I just... Yeah. They've, they've made staying home and not seeing people more bearable for sure. They're, they're yeah. awesome. I'll lock them a lot. And so until next week, crucify Eric Trump. Cause he's a f- little fucking weasel. If you're a cunt that doesn't wash your hands, we don't want your review, <laughs> but if you wash your hands, please leave us one. <laughs> and rate the show five times a day toward interracial marriage. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like there was a a whole train of updog that went off rails. Are you talking about that uh like the puppy dogs, the one that that, that in that car crash? Oh no, it was the one that was full of updog. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You want you want us to say it, don't you? <laughs> so bad. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought you're there was actually a car wreck two days ago uh-huh. that was carrying a bunch of dogs mm-hmm. like it was transporting like 40 dogs mm-hmm. and the driver and like 15 of the dogs died in the wreck oh, wow. yeah, yeah. We, we were watching an episode of uh, what we do in the shadows last night and, yeah. and <laughs> Colin the emotional vampire was was trying to use the updog thing and I've never heard it before. Like I never. he said it a couple times and I finally turned to Tracy I'm like, What's up dog? And she's like, Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, What? What are you talking about? She's like, Oh not much dog. What's up with you? And I was like, Oh fuck. Okay. She's like, so did the thing that just happened to you happen to him on the show the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Well, it was like, she's like, I, seriously, you've never heard that before? And I'm like, no, I've never, ever heard anybody. If I have heard it, I just clearly didn't notice it because this is new to me. Wow. Yeah. So Sarah wanted me to let you know Yeah. that if you would like one of her custom wood burnings for your dog, just to send her some a photo that you'd like of the dogs done. Oh, hell yeah. She's she's been doing that a lot lately. She's looking at the photos of your dog. She's like, if Dan wants a wood burning of his dog, it's free. <laughs> what if what if I wanted one done of my up dog? Ooh, <laughs> what what is that? <laughs> what you eating under there, Grandpa? <laughs> up dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>